Welcome to Ethical Quandaries. I'm Jessica Veltstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And it's been a while, guys. <laughs> Christmas kind of destroyed us. It sucked the life from me. Yeah. So we took a break through January. And I was even planning on posting at the beginning of January that we were taking a break. But I didn't even get that far. <laughs> That's how much Christmas kicked our ass. <laughs> we celebrate Christmas in January. We too, do. So. We do. So yeah, it was hectic and busy. But this week, we're going to kind of talk about something related. We're going to talk about keeping the Sabbath holy, taking a break. Is it ethical? Is it not ethical? <laughs> I mean, like, is it not ethical to work on the Sabbath? And it's interesting because I feel like it's probably one of the least followed or even attempted to follow of the Ten Commandments for Christians. Yeah. I, I mean, would, I, I would have to agree. Yeah. I think that most people, like, at least t- attempt to follow all the other ones. They may not, but, like, it's, like, something that they try to do. I really try hard not to murder people. Right. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like it's something that people are like, oh, yeah, in my life I try not to covet, you know, or I try not to use the Lord's name in vain, or and I try to, you know, like, not put other things above God. You know, that kind of thing. But, like, the Sabbath. Do you ever hear people saying that I try really to, wanna, I really try to. I kinda, really try to rest. Yeah, I really try to keep the Sabbath. I really try to take a break. You don't. Especially in our fabulous American culture, <laughs> where working and exhaustion and being busy is pretty idolized. Yeah. Along with being fat and watching too much TV <laughs> and being the perfect mother and being the perfect wife and being the perfect man and husband. <laughs> man, we have so much to do in America. Yeah. <laughs> Along with working. A lot. A lot. And never taking a break. So even like on vacations and weekends, you're expected to have your cell phone on, you're expected to go, go, go. You're supposed to never stop working. And like in my place of work, I can tell you overwork is definitely glorified. The pet, you know, people who work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, it's kind of like looked up to, hey, you know, I worked all this overtime or worked through the weekend. I haven't taken a break. I haven't taken a weekend. Because you could, it shows you, you care more. Right. Because, and you could, you could literally work that much easily and still not be done because there's just so much work to be due, to, to be done. So. No, we should leave it to be due. To be due. <laughs> <laughs> to be due. But should we actually be taking a break? Well, I mean, do you think that mm-hmm. the listeners already have their answer from us? Since we went Maybe. like a month and a two months without <laughs> well, mom, a good a good month, month and a half, a good month and a half, yeah, with with taking a break. Well, I don't take breaks very often. I with know work. Like last night, I was working until nine thirty mm-hmm. until I put my phone away because I can work on my phone. Right, is super upsetting for me, but yet at the same time gives me, I don't know. I feel a sense of control over what's going to happen if I make orders. I don't necessarily buy them, but I'll sit and make orders all night. I scout for new brands. I answer people's questions because I get lots of emails. I get messages on Instagram. I get messages on Facebook. I sell things like through those messages. Mm-hmm. So like today, just for an example, I was doing a photo shoot for my store. Mm -hmm. And so I was supervising that 
just kind of picking out the outfits, be, trying to be there, give my opinion, make sure the model was comfortable, make sure her clothing was fitting right, and getting a message on Instagram about someone wanting to buy something at the store, then calling my store and my helper and talking to her and talking about how I was going to sell this item to this person because they only wanted to buy one piece, not two pieces of a set. And then I had to message that person back while steaming a garment (laughs) at the same time. And then, so I got that done and then steaming and setting up for the next thing. And the next thing I did after that was I opened an email that had the 2009 catalog. And instead of just like putting my phone down, I opened the 2009 catalog and can... 2019? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica tells me it's 2019 now. Not 2009. (laughs) And I guess I believe her because I think now that I think back that catalog that was sent to me, the line sheet was from 2019. But I'm sitting there doing all of these things at one time. And I feel like it gives me more more control. I feel like I'm doing better at my job and that I'm trying my hardest. So, yeah, I have a really hard time taking a break. Yeah, with working on weekends, I used to constantly keep up with my emails and everything on weekends when my phone was both my personal phone and my work phone. My work would pay a percentage of it, and so then it would constantly be on my personal phone. Since the policies have changed and I have a work phone, I forget my work phone everywhere and don't check it at all. So my my boundaries have gotten much better since they stopped paying for my phone. (laughs) But I will say when I was a kid... The Sabbath was definitely a bigger deal. Did you call it the Sabbath? We called it Sunday when people, you being upset that businesses were open on Sunday and they wouldn't go to any stores on Sunday because that would be expecting another person to work on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we, like, when I was, a, especially a young kid, we never went to the store on Sunday. We didn't watch television on Sunday. Don't know what that was about because I think that's pretty relaxing, but that was a rule. My sister couldn't sew on Sunday, <laughs> which was also giving my mother a break, she believes because she wouldn't need help you know Mm, so i'm yeah and we would get up go to church come back eat dinner at noon which was totally different of course and the big meal the big meal in the middle of the day and then my parents would take a nap i would read the funnies which we call (laughs) i don't know i like was thinking about that on the road in to to work today i was like that's not right (laughs) but that's what we called it we read the funnies chuckles well i think a lot of people call them the funnies we did not because we were normal and my parents when i was real young they would read them to me and like i didn't get any of it and when i got older i still like had a hard time getting it because i remember in like what was it 95 96 reading all these comic strips making fun of the Macarena and being like, I don't know what these people are talking about <laughs> because it hadn't made its way up to Alaska yet. Was Kathy trying to lose yeah, I, don't, I don't know. There was all sorts of things. <laughs> but I think like there was a peanut strip with the old people trying to do the Macarena and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't understand what is going on. But um, the references were, were lost and then about a year later I was like, oh, <laughs> get it. And then we Thinking would- back to that morning with the funnies or that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then we would go to church, and at night, of course, because you have to go to church twice, and then come back, listen to the Moody Bible Institute stories 
of like testimonies on the way back. That was one of my favorite things. And testimonies are for the people who oh, didn't grow up in the Christian. Stories about how people's lives changed after they were saved. Stories of how they were before and then afterwards a lot of times. So it was like a lot of people were like, I was a drug addict and then I was saved and now I'm a wonderful person. And then... I have no problems whatsoever. <laughs> my life is my perfect. Life is perfect. <laughs> I don't struggle anymore because I'm a Christian. Uh, seems 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 right. And the feel goods. Mm-hmm. So you read the funnies and you listen to the feel <laughs> goods. <laughs> and then we come home and we'd have popcorn and hot chocolate. It's a good time. That was always the Sabbath for us. Fun day. And my parents kept it pretty well until I was like a late teenager. And then we started like watching movies at sometimes at night, which was different but yeah other than that so now like now even like once in a while i'm like oh it's sunday i can't watch tv and i'm like wait no you're totally can watch tv (laughs) totally different i mean there's a few similarities we got up in the morning we went to church and really i don't remember sundays being too much of a different day i remember begging every sunday to go to a friend's house or have a friend come over and we would just play outside a Mm -hmm. lot and play just hang mm-hmm. out and then meet up at church at right. night. Yeah, that we did that a lot. I had friends over a lot between like the ages of like nine and like fourteen. Yeah, I was even mm-hmm. probably six to mm-hmm. you know fourteen, it, and then I started doing my own thing basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having friends over was a big thing. Running around after church asking my parents if you know so and so could come over and play. I just remember a lot of Sunday afternoons with friends. Mm-hmm. And then we would go to Sunday night church and come home and I would finish up whatever homework I had. So really it wasn't, but oh, I mean, there were. Yeah, we weren't allowed to work on homework on Sunday. See, yeah, no. <laughs> if I wasn't allowed to procrastinate and work on homework on Sunday, I would have failed all of my classes. <laughs> and my parents probably knew that. But no, we didn't do anything what I would call, ta- you know, taking a purposeful rest. Mm-hmm. It was the big afternoon meal. And then a lot of times we would, if I didn't have friends over, we would sleep, Mm -hmm. take naps and and do that kind of thing just because it was like a lazy Mm -hmm. Sunday. But it wasn't anything structured for me growing up. It wasn't anything super verbal. My parents didn't really go to the store, but we never talked about it. Mm -hmm. So like if we had to go to the store, we would. But when you said that, it kind of brings up another little ethical Mm -hmm. quandary for me about Christians who do celebrate Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And that is one of their things that they don't do is that they don't go to the store because in in their mind, they see that it is basically making a need for the store Mm -hmm. to be open on Sunday and they don't want anyone to work on Sunday. So for me, working in a retail type situation, that creates kind of an ethical quandary for Mm. me because I would love it if I could be open on Sunday. I'm not in in the building I'm in. And not for religious reasons, but because business is slower on Sundays and a little bit more unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I guess those people not shopping on Sundays is working. Mm-hmm. But if I made money one more day of the week, I could possibly employ someone and pay someone's wages and they could be living a better life. Mm-hmm. And I could be also if I had another day mm-hmm. of income during the month. Mm-hmm. That's four days of making absolutely zero right. money for a business. So it's working. Right. And it's it's nice to not have to worry about the store on that day. Mm-hmm. But it does create an ethical quandary mm-hmm. for me. Because mm-hmm. what if that person's working and that's their part-time job and they need that job? And, like, I think that in a lot of, like, European countries, you don't even have that. Like, there's nothing open on Sunday because everybody takes a break. Like, nothing. You can't, you can't get a groceries you can't get anything 
just completely closed. Everything's closed. Yeah, but mm. in in Spain or in Greece, wherever that is, mm-hmm. don't they just like close midday too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a much more relaxing, much more focus on taking breaks and all that, which we have like this crazy work ethic in the United States where we can't take a break because we feel like we have to be on all the time. And so like when the kids were in their middle teenage years, we, we started doing Sabbath more. Wasn't it like preteen? It would preteen to it stopped around the age of 15. When my oldest son was about 15, it stopped about then. And what we would do was like I would pre-make everything so it would just have to like go on the stove for for food. We would have a meal pre-made. We would have the kids would not have to do any chores that day. We would go to church, come home, and like that was our day to be completely off and be a break. And it was super nice. We had to do a lot of pre-planning. We had to make sure that the kids like had all their stuff done beforehand. But it was nice to have like just that solid break like where you're just expectations are nothing and we still like kind of take Sundays off a little bit where we just spend time with family and friends I feel like that that's something that we we still do like tours and food making and all that stuff but we kind of just spend it more with family and friends a lot of times yeah, we don't do, we don't I and the thing is is I don't do a lot of shopping on Sunday because I do like to be home and not leave mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> My goal in life would be to never leave the house <laughs> if I didn't have to. But I was thinking about it recently because I actually put a Brene Brown quote on our, we have a whiteboard and I've been putting quotes on this whiteboard at work trying to raise spirits and I put a Brene Brown quote and she says, it takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. So one of the things I think that we often say is when, when people, you greet people, especially men, men say this all the time, but you greet people and say, you're keeping busy. And they're always like, oh yeah, I've been really busy. That is a very odd beginning to it. But it's like all the time. I hear hear it all the time. And it's like being busy, being exhausted, being overworked, never taking a break. Well, and not even being able to tell people you Mm -hmm. take a break when you take a break. Right. So you're taking a break and people are like, oh, so what have you been doing? And you have to make up something. Make up something. Like I literally didn't get out of my pajamas today. You're not going to tell someone. (laughs) No. Well, I've been just really engaging in some self-care. Because <laughs> you have to be doing something productive, even if it is just sitting in your pajamas all day. Yes. Well, I took one day of self-care off in January. Mm. I closed the store mm-hmm. for self-care. But And yeah. what was the response to that? It was uh, amazing. People loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that... You, I got a lot of positive feedback. I think that people are just tired of... Of working all the time. And with the, you know, mobile devices, it went from, you know, working, you know, maybe some overtime to working all the time, being expected to be on all the time, being expected to respond to emails constantly, being expected to respond to things on the weekends, at night, in the middle of the night, on vacation, all of that. And I think that it's kind of arrogance almost to think that we are needed all the time, like that the world cannot run without us for a minute, a day, just to breathe. (laughs) To be unplugged. Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking about going unplugged for a day a week, Mm -hmm. and that being my Sabbath. Mm -hmm. 
and I cannot do it. Do it. <laughs> I can't because I think, what if I am unplugged? Like I could lose money mm-hmm. from being unplugged. Like some people, yeah, they just are gonna miss a text message from their mom or their sister, and they don't want to miss that. But mm-hmm. like I could miss that. Plus, I could miss income mm-hmm. and, and like, potential future income. Right. And then, like for me, I mean, like kids are in danger all the time and like i could they I, don't take sundays off no abusers, it's amazing abusers they, it's don't, amazing they, they don't don't um, stop abusing but their like there's been sundays. plenty of times where like my kids have blown out of their placement on their favorite time to blow out of placement is actually friday night but, but they really wanted a different weekend <laughs> the weekend just didn't just look didn't act, look, out, look didn't look good enough just, just, the activities just weren't <laughs> enough on their weekends but it seems to be their favorite time but you know what, there is an on-call person, and, you know, the on-call person always tries to reach you, but if you're just unreachable, then they'll just deal with it, and they'll make sure that the kid is safe, and then you can deal with it Monday morning, but, like, trying to convince my coworkers of this is <laughs> another story altogether, <laughs> and, you know, I then you feel guilty, too, because you see your coworkers, like, I see my coworkers working 70 hours a week, and I pretty much standardly leave at 5 go at 8.30, leave at 5, and I take an hour lunch break. And that's the reason I've stayed there for 11 years. And other people blow out and get burnt out within six months because they feel like they have to do it all and all right now. And you just can't. You can't do it. So, yeah, I always tell people the key to longevity is to have good self-care, which means taking breaks and have good hours. And, you know, there's times I'll work overtime if it's necessary, but those times are, you know, only once or twice a month, not every day. Yeah. So did you like the way you were raised? I mean, like, I think it was good in a way that we were given a break and everybody was given a break in my family. But we were always said, you know, oh, evangelicals are such – it's such freedom from legalism, but I felt like it was a lot of legalisms because it was a lot of rules. It was, you can't watch TV, not where, you know, we're taking a break from TV. It was that you can't watch it or you can't do homework. So it was like a, kind of an emphasis on the negative, like you can't do this mm-hmm. because we're Christians rather than we're just taking a break because it's so nice to take a break. And isn't this wonderful that we get to take a break, which I was tried to do more with our practice is, like, we get to take a break from chores. And, like, even that was hit with some pushback, I will have to say. <laughs> yeah, your kids are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we're going to complain about chores every other day, but on the day that you can't do chores, you really want to do chores. <laughs> <laughs> Life sucks when you're a teenager. <laughs> Why won't you let, let me, me do clean chores. the dog yard? <laughs> Please, let me do the dishes. Why won't you let me do the dishes on Sunday? We also did a lot of disposable paper plates and things on Sunday. We had paper plates on Sunday so that we didn't have to do the dishes. And so I'm looking at my life now and I'm like, well, I do chores every day and I make sure everything's taken care of every day and maybe I'm exhausted and need to take a break again. So, you know, I'm looking at that structure. But, you know, it just seems to like that exaltation of productivity, making people's worth based on their productiveness rather than on them being humans is something that I think is pretty detrimental. And I don't think like keeping the Sabbath has to be on Sunday or it has to be on a certain day. I think that kind of the general keeping the Sabbath would be realizing that you're not the be all end all, realizing that if you rest, the world's not going to come to an end, realizing that you're human and that you have to rest. 
to keep going. <laughs> and as you're talking, I'm checking a text and writing back to someone. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> oh, well, I answered it. I answered the question. I'm done now. <laughs> I put my phone over again. <laughs> but if Denise does stop, the world's going to come to an end. <laughs> it might, actually. <laughs> no, I did like taking that day off from work and it felt really good and just to say this is what I'm doing and I'm not sick I'm Mm -hmm. just taking a day off and I'm not I think I did I got up took a shower and got back into my PJs Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was really nice January was a good Mm -hmm. month for us I hear it was a hard month for a lot of other people there was a lot of things on uh, Facebook about how it's five months into January. We're still not in the end. <laughs> so January is over now mm-hmm. and we've taken our little break yep. from podcasting. And we're excited because we're going to bring some new and interesting guests in the next couple weeks. I'm excited about those. And we're starting fresh and new. And we're excited about your guys' feedback and comments. And yeah, the new year. Happy New Year. <laughs> In February. February. Have we judged the heck out of that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I'm convinced about taking time off. Denise really wants to work herself to death. <laughs> I like taking time off, but to make time, and I mean, and the fact that it's a commandment mm-hmm. is very interesting because yep. it seems like it seems like it would be the easiest commandment. Yeah, but, but it's the one that we... Don't do the most, I think. Because, I mean, there are times where I want to kill people. But not really. <laughs> but you don't actually do no. it. <laughs> and there are times where I look at my neighbor and think the grass is mm, green, literally, literally greener, greener on their around. side. Yeah. It really is because he cares more. He <laughs> just does. <laughs> but then I look at their life and I don't really want that. So I don't, like that kind of thing. I don't do a lot of coveting. I don't do a lot mm. of that. But I don't rest and I don't make it a priority and it feels like it should be. And not just because it's commandment, but because I actually recharge when I'm by myself and I literally am never by myself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I, I will have to say every time I come back from a vacation, because nobody's like really covering, if something's an emergency, my boss or my coworker will cover it, but you know, I'll come back to, you know, 500 emails, but at the same time, I'll have the creativity and the energy to deal with a lot of stuff that's just been sitting, and, like, all of a sudden I have a new perspective just because of that break. Like, on Monday mornings, too, it's like that. I, like, go in and, like, something that was just insurmountable on Friday. I'm like, oh, well, I can just do that. (laughs) I'll figure it out. It's fine. And, yeah, so I think that breaks are make us more productive, too. I agree. So there's probably a reason for <laughs> that Sabbath. Yeah, it's amazing that there seems to be reasons for those. So, what is our ethical product this week? It is Norfolk's well-made jewelry from reclaimed gold and lab-grown diamonds. You can pick your favorite pieces without harming the environment. So it's really cool jewelry. It is. It's super dainty, really understated minimalist jewelry. I love it. And also, they care about all the different ethical piece and parts to their business. So it's 
sustainable materials. So it's the gold is recycled from consumer waste. The diamonds are grown in a lab instead of being harvested with mined with conflict diamonds, that kind of thing. And they team up with the best manufacturers. And so they are committed to the highest ethical standards with the, the manufacturing. And then they're also just just absolutely timeless pieces. Just yeah. gold bands, gold hoops, diamond Solitary. earrings. Yeah, just gorgeous, gorgeous pieces. So if you have a chance, check them out at norfolks.com. N O R R F O L K S dot com. Norfolks. Because, you know, when we're wearing jewelry, we shouldn't be harming other people because it's definitely not a necessity, but it's nice to have. And so it's awesome that they make it sustainable and ethical in all the different ways, all the different aspects of their business. Also, if you're in Sweden, they have a free 30-day return and exchange policy. For our Swedish listeners. <laughs> For millions of Swedish listeners. We know we have a huge Swedish base. It's, it's out of Stockholm, so that's why they have the free return for the Swedish uh, people. So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions. But no answers. And, and we're, we're judging, judging you anyway. Technical support and photography by Titch. Consultation by Mid Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veldstrom. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at patreon.com.